instead of letting live sharks rain down on people, we're gonna get in that chopper and throw bombs into the tornadoes, blasting those bastards to bits. Sharknado is a 2013 made-for-television disaster B-movie about a water spout that lifts sharks out of the ocean and deposits them in Los Angeles. It stars Cassie Serbo, Iron Filings, Tara Leatherface Reed and Macaulay Culkin's dad. <laughs> I'm your host, Neil the Seal T in merry old England and joining me on today's Dying for Scale Movie Club podcast are my regular co-host Todd Brisket, the robot shark in Austin, Texas. Hey, Neil, everyone always talks about the Sharknados, but no one ever talks about the shark hurricane in the beginning of the movie, which seems way worse to me. <laughs> we also have special guest Stephen Greenwell, a.k.a. Quint in Rhode Island. My mom always told me Hollywood would kill me. <laughs> and super special guest Beanie, a.k.a. Shark Fanado in Northern California. Looks like it was that time of the month. <laughs> oh dear i resisted saying that one <laughs> you got kangaroos loose in the paddock mate <laughs> who said that? he's like the worst actor that was um jason simmons who spells his name oh that was the uh, the, uh, um, um, the australian guy australian guy yeah. here he, is, he said this line he said this line it's issues yeah <laughs> he like he's like the worst actor. Oh, and actually, no, he's not the worst actor. We'll come into along to the worst actors later on, I think. But uh, yeah. Beanie, thanks for joining us on this spe super special occasion as our super special guest. Um, I thought maybe you, you could tell us a bit about your history with this movie. Uh, were you sort of settling down to watch whatever was on the TV that night, and you channel surfed to sci-fi to see this movie? Actually, um, my husband and I were over at our friend's house, and we were just browsing Netflix. And I was like, oh, Sharknado. <laughs> and my friend was like, I've been wanting to watch that. I go, put it on. And we were just hanging out, you know, drinking and stuff. And so we just watched it together. I mean, I had always heard about it and knew that it was made, but, uh, you know, never took the time. It's more fun with a group, you know. I, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I, I assumed yeah. that uh, you're watching on the sofa and that your monster-in-law was hovering behind you. <laughs> no, this is before that. <laughs> Um, okay. So would you consider yourself a fan? Um, you know, I'm a fan for what it is. It's really, it's a really terrible movie. And <laughs> I think you're, you're understating your fandom because <laughs> this is the only movie you ever talk about. Well, because I, <laughs> I watched it and I brought it up to a couple of you guys, I think, um, that it should be on the, on the movie podcast, but I, uh, you know, it's it's hilarious. It's a, it's just a train wreck, wreck to watch. So you got to appreciate what it is. I, I tallied up the amount of sky scenes that they would just kill time with, you know, where there, it would just be rolling clouds, which made no sense. I, I stopped. I lost track, but I have about 20 hash marks. Yeah. I got to say, living as someone that lives in near the tornado alley, and has lived there in my life. Those clouds did not for for forming tornadoes. They did not look very accurate. 
<laughs> well, the movie was shot in California, as you can probably obviously tell, in LA. And for the entire shoot, it was sunny, blue sky. So all of those stormy skies you see where you actually see other people, in other words, the cast, they were all done digitally. And I th actually, I thought they were done quite well. Like the storm, I thought the storm sequences um and the rain sequences there's no rain in california then either and so all that was done dig digitally as well some of it was real sort of you know they where they put the the big rain things up the the real yeah spray down things. Water but a lot of it was dig digital rain and it was all digital uh, skies as well obviously when they, if it's just skies as beanie was talking about then they can put in sort of stock footage or whatever but um, i thought i did a good job with that but the rest of the cg was pretty horrific oh yeah <laughs> well i I wouldn't even give them credit for that. It all looked bad to me. Yeah, yeah. there was some. There was some that was okay. Actually, the opening bit was all right, wasn't it? When they had the whole, you know, sharks getting into a into a uh, into a spout. That was quite cool. I thought mm -hmm. there was too much sun all the time. Why is there like there's the sunlight just shining yeah, down on yeah. everybody? Yeah, they're they're under the eye of a hurricane during that movie. Yeah, and it then should not be sunny and sunny and. <laughs> there's no, there was no attention paid whatsoever to continuity. Really, I just didn't bother. <laughs> oh dear. I was just say, speaking of the opening scene when the um, shark just like sucks one of the guys up on the ship. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what I. I was going to ask you guys what your um, the most ridiculous death scene you thought was your favorite, maybe. Oh, the. The most ridiculous, well, it's like awesome and ridiculous at the same time when that, that chick falls out of the helicopter and just s shoots right down into that shark's mouth. I was kind of, when the first time I saw it, I was kind of sad that they killed yeah, her off. me too, But yeah. spoiler alert, you know. Yeah, well, everything's a spoiler. But everything, we, we don't worry about spoilers because you're not going to listen to this unless you've seen it. Yeah, so, uh, you, should have, you should have seen the movie if you're listening to this. Mm. Okay. If you care about spoilers. Well, as you said about that um, that scene on the boat, uh, Beanie, um, I wrote down that was the, that was actually the my big my first big laugh is when uh, the, <laughs> the shark leaps onto the boat and starts swallowing people whole. That was hilarious. Yeah, you know that whole that whole intro scene with the boat. Actually, here's the thing: we're going back to actors that were talking about the boat. The best actor in the movie was the captain of that boat. He he had a great accent. He he was really convincing as an evil captain. mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that part was written for him actually because he's a chum. I think he's a chum of the director or the writer or something. Um, I thought the best actor. We're jumping ahead a bit here, but I thought the best actor by far was uh, was Iron Filings uh, and Tara's Reed's uh, daughter. She was really good, and actually, <laughs> oh, she, um, she's a spoiled brat. Yeah, the bitchy little girl. <laughs> <laughs> but as an actress, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't appreciate her dad helping other people. She only wants her dad to help her. Not even her brother. Now her name is uh, Aubrey Peoples, and actually she's in she's been in quite a few high profile movies, and she's got the lead role as Gem, some some movie with cartoon. You remember? You guys probably remember Gem and the Hologram. Yeah, Gem, Gem and the, the Hologram. She's the lead role in that movie when they do a live action version. It was a cartoon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a cartoon. Don't play coy like you don't know who I Gem is. I don't My know goodness. that. It's, it's a girl's cartoon, isn't it? Trina? Beanie, you familiar with Gem and the Gem and the Holograms? No. I didn't get into that when I was younger. Oh, you're too busy kicking footballs around, weren't you? Or soccer balls? Yeah. She's more of a, a um, Masters of the Universe type. <laughs> <laughs> or She-Ra. She-Ra. Yeah, She-Ra. And the Masters of the Universe. How about, how about Thunder, 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 Thunder Cats? Cats? 
that that whole business with Captain Captain Santiago, the shark soup salesman, was very <laughs> just odd. He he that, wanted that, uh, he wanted a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, for twenty thousand sharks. Is is that is that how I uh, that's think how about I the effort see. that goes into collecting one shark fin? <laughs> I don't yeah. know much about sharks, but do they jump out of the water like the way? Yeah, you've been to, you've been to Sea World, right? You've seen those sharks jumping. <laughs> well, that's so about as sharks just jump. That's about as realistic as sharks flying in flying through the air and. Uh, Attacking people on the ground, isn't it? And not dying. Right, yeah. <laughs> or or um, iron filings, shooting people out of the air with his gun. Shooting um, sharks out of the air with his gun. Oh, that was amazing. If we want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> We're sort of jumping all over the place. So I don't think, yeah. we, it doesn't really matter what we talk about next. Everyone can yeah, talk about what they like. Yeah, that's fine. We're not going to go into chronological order, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing when he would, um, he would, there's a, a shark flying towards his son's helicopter and he takes out a pistol from like 500 <laughs> yards away and shoots it. And the pistol, the shot, the shot like repels the shark. It doesn't pass through it as you think a bullet would. It would just bounce off the shark and knock the shark's trajectory off. Beanie, you were saying? Oh, I was just saying he was out of shotgun ammo. So he had to throw it on the ground oh yeah that's even more even more egregious as he's gonna take a shotgun and shoot it up there and when <laughs> <laughs> not a single not, not a single pellet from that shotgun would reach mm. what about with the chainsaw when he when the shark was flying at him and he just yeah, held I, up the chainsaw? oh yeah he split in half I, I was gonna say that was that was my most ridiculous death right there yeah that reminded me of a movie i watched a couple weeks ago we talked about called hell driver where the the chick had a a chainsaw katana and it would just slice through zombies like nothing. Hmm. That's exactly that's what this movie is. This is the American version, the family more family friendly, <coughs> friendly version of like a Japanese uh gore movie. That scene where where uh iron what am I calling iron butterfly? No, iron filings, iron earrings. I can't it just annoys me. His name annoys me as much as uh, Zoom well, his name is now. Finn. His character is Finn. His character's so name is Finn, be- yes. Yeah. yeah, like um, a shark's fin. Right, but you've got you've got Zooey Deschanel, like Huckleberry. You've got, you've got Iron Iron Ziring or whatever his name is, and you've got Jarson Simmons. I mean, just spell your name correctly and pronounce it correctly, please. Thank you. Now, now, Neil, <clears throat> Neil, Neil. Yes. In in jolly old in your in your area of the world, Ian Ian is a pretty common name, right? It's not. It's not. No, if it's if it's spelled I A N. Then it is um, Ian. Now that's what I'm saying is is the the letters I A N is a common name in your your part of the world. Okay. Oh, sorry. But the point was more like if you have like a Welsh or a Scottish version of the name, um, then it might be pronounced similar. You've got Ewan and you've got. I think there is probably a name in Welsh that's that's pronounced similarly, but it's not spelled the same. So you know, do, uh, hmm. do you know what I mean? It's it would be yeah. You would have Ewan. Obviously, Ewan like Ewan McGregor. Um, I'll have to think about it. I can't really think about it now. Um, just, just call him by his character's name, Finley the Finn Shepherd. Finley the Finn, yes. Well, I said Neil the Seal for me, but that wasn't didn't really work as well. Um, <laughs> so, so the point was the that that scene with the scene with Finn going through the shark with a chainsaw was actually a pickup scene because the director didn't think there was enough exciting scenes in the movie. He wanted this oh, to be the, yeah. the big standout scene. 
And so, you should have probably cut out seven of the car scenes where they're just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those car scenes were hilarious around. because it was yeah. really it was obvious to anybody that they were just in a white studio and they were yeah. on a, like a, there, on a somebody was table. on the bumper like jumping up and down. Someone was the car spinning movie. around. They didn't even bother putting in any kind of backdrop in there to make it look even a <laughs> tiny bit realistic. It just annoyed me that. Anyway, so so for that scene, um, he had to get uh, uh, Finn or Ian or Ian back to do the scene and he couldn't pay him. So he said, look, I, you know, you don't have to do this scene, but I'll, I'll you know, already add a, uh, uh, you know, add a, it'll be a sort of a topper to the movie. So he went back and did it for free. Um, it was and, worth uh, it. That, that bit where he, <laughs> so that bit where he, he chainsawed his way out of the shop. I, I expected him. Lot. Yeah. I expected him to chainsaw himself out, but what I didn't expect was he was going to pull that, that stripper <laughs> chick out as well. I didn't expect that. She's not a stripper. Yeah, I'm not right. a stripper. I wrote that one yeah. down too. There's a shark in your pool, and I'm not a stripper. That's pretty cool, actually. Because actually, if you think about it, I mean, one shouldn't think about the story too much because there isn't much of it. But that means that they basically resurrected her after they shot the movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because that was, that was a pickup on, scene. Yeah. yeah, there was another pickup scene where this is not very interesting, but there was another pickup scene where um, they had to go back and make her look more friendly when she was. Um, being sort of mean to Macaulay Culkin's dad. And um, that was another pickup. Wait, wait, you would, her? when she was being mean to her potential rapist? Right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you hey, know, they, they wanted her to make more. Harsh. Make the, her... the, guy who, the guy who frankly touched her ass in the bar. Just ran <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so for that one, she, she'd already gone on to do something else. And so she her hair was blonde. So they went back and rather than dyeing her hair or giving her a wig, they... They fixed it all up in post, so they actually tinted her hair in post. That's not very interesting, but I might cut that out. It's boring. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I listened to the commentary, and that was about the most interesting thing in the bloody commentary. It's so fucking boring. Jesus Christ. Can, can we talk who, about... Who, who was on the commentary? Uh, they had the director. They had um, Serbo, the hot waitress chick, and I think they had the daughter as well. And it was, one of, those, mm, it was one of those commentaries where they committed two... Two um, sort of, you know, mortal sins. One is that the stupid waitress chick who think I think is pretty stupid in real life. Um, she kept telling people not to spoil the movie as if people hadn't seen it before, which, you know, is pretty moronic. And one of them was eating constantly through the whole thing. So she's stuffing her face with chocolates. So all you could hear was... Nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She's excited to get another <laughs> job for the sequel. <laughs> No, she she is not in the sequel. <gasps> Neither one what? of them are. Oh, who who is just I am in town. Um, cast cast list for the sequel: um, Tara Reid, mm-hmm. I Ian, Vivica A. Fox. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carrie Werher, the Ooh, the wow. love line love line co-host yep, a couple yep. of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Osborne, Andy Dick, Judd Hirsch, Mark wow. McGrath. This is Mark getting back. They're just stacking this thing up. And Kurt Angle. And it comes out July thirtieth, so so it's a good thing we're getting this review out of the way right now. Yeah, yeah, um, a lot of those are little little cameos from what I've read. But yeah. uh, oh, and, and Neil, you also asked us our favorite shark death from from the movie. No, that was mine. Me. Well, my mine, Corey Montine. <laughs> Is he the guy in the red shirt? <laughs> you bastard! Right, explain why no. that's funny. Cory Monteith, star of Glee. His, oh, God. His last tweet was about Sharknado. Oh. 
Oh, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Sharknado when he died. Brilliant. Thank you. That's very tasty. Yeah. Oh. He had to take so right. much blow after he watched his thing. Yeah. By the way, he still has 2.12 million Twitter followers, which. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. His last tweet, his last tweets, what the <laughs> crap is Sharknado? Oh, it's a shark tornado. <laughs> well that's what i liked about the opening scene because if you couldn't figure out what the movie was about from the title it showed you very graphically okay here's a tornado here come some sharks here we go now it's not self-explanatory enough to call it sharknado they had to show you it as well i don't want to go off too much but there weren't (laughs) any tornadoes until like 45 minutes into the movie you saying it was a shark hurricane or something it was a hurricane. In fact, you know, the, the waitress chick in the, in the commentary was very annoying because she kept badgering on about that. She was a bit like you, Todd. She kept go, having a go at the director saying, this is not a shark. This is, I'm only joking. She, this is not a shark. Uh, NATO It's a shark hurricane. It's a shark hurricane. I think she probably gets away with it because she's kind of a hot chick. She has that cool scar. Oh, what about her, her story? Can we talk about the story about her scar? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was quite hilarious. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Like, if if you have this massive shark scar on your leg and you just leave it around and let and you work at a bar where you're a stripper and guys are going to look at your naked legs, she's not a stripper. Then God, why God. are you so why are you so re, uh, reluctant to tell people that a shark ate your leg and your grandpa? But <laughs> you just go around exposing your naked shark bite to everybody. <laughs> if you want, if you don't want to talk about it, cover up. Ho. <laughs> Stripper. I know. <laughs> there was actually a line where somebody says, I don't want to talk about it. And I did think of the room when she said that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wrote down, I, I think it's the uh, the drunk guy who asked, what, what's that scar on your leg? I wasn't, bit, I wasn't bit by a shark. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a shark. <laughs> but I hope the storm kills them all. <laughs> That's why I hate sharks. And then <laughs> Finn goes, Finn's yeah. son. I hate them too, or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. By the way, are we going to talk about this awkward sexual tension? Like throughout the movie, like she kind of transfers yeah. liking, liking the- Finn to liking his son. That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's sort of unspoken though, because he's sort of being slightly affectionate towards, he doesn't make a pass or anything, but the son is sort of affectionate towards her, towards her at the end. And you can sort of yeah. see her getting becoming interested, but it's like, weren't you trying to bang his dad about five minutes ago? And is he like what seventeen? I love rhombus going on there with all those players. Beanie was making the point that uh, that yeah, the son was like seventeen or nineteen, whatever he was. He's in the Coast Guard, so he, maybe he's early twenties. But um, he he in real life is twenty nine. In real oh. life, when in real life when uh, when they shot it, Tara Reid was thirty eight. <laughs> oh, so yeah. she <laughs> she was pregnant at eight and had it when she was nine. <laughs> um actually going sticking on that point uh i thought he that actor was by far the worst actor in the movie john john heard uh no 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 um or the the, son the son yeah oh his name is chuck hittinger um that part where he opened the helicopter and (laughs) dropped bombs on the tornado man whoa (laughs) That part where um, he's in the helicopter, and obviously they're in a studio, and uh, the the waitress chick is he's not a stripper. The waitress chick is sitting next to him, and then he's trying to pretend that they're getting thrown about by tornado, but all he's doing is holding the joystick really tightly and waving his elbow about. Did you notice that? 
<laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch him. He's just waving his elbow. Like he's about. doing the little chicken dance. It's the most horrifically bad acting I've ever seen in my life. Does anyone want to challenge that? Who? On, uh, I thought on... he was okay. Really? I would have two other nominations. Tara, Tara Reid was uh, comically over the top. Bad. How horrible. dare you? Horrible. How dare you? I, I hate her. to say that about America's Princess, but. <laughs> The scenes where, where it's her and her daughter in the scene, her daughter, like I said, I think she's the best actress in it, best actor in it. I think she, she really, that's where she really gets shown up. Well, yeah, and especially since it looks like Tara Reid's face is going to melt. <laughs> like, just, just to slide how, off her. How dare you? I, I wrote down this note, and I was going to save it till the end, and I know I'm going to get a lot, of, a lot of shit for this, but I thought Tara Reid was very beautiful in this movie. Way better, way better than any. It hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Way better than any movie she's ever been in. When she was like a young and a young nubile, beautiful young lady on the scene, she looked. She was. She was like a real woman in this one. She, she uh, was a mother. Uh, She took care of her children, uh, and she was using her natural beauty. Why was her boyfriend upstairs with Claudia? Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they came out, and they were like, "Oh, sorry, we're in there fucking." Oh my god, that's a that's a horrid photo. Have you seen? Did you see that? Has anyone else got it yet? <laughs> oh, we have a laugh. Now, I'm I'm not saying she is a young pageant winner with a a clean skinned face. She looks like a she looks <laughs> she looks like a real woman in this movie. She looks like she looks like a real mother taking care of children, oh. able to stand up to the man. There's a natural beauty and glow. No. I don't know. Natural? <laughs> Everyone's seen oh. it, yeah? Everyone's seen it? Yeah. Hey, everybody Everybody has a bad photo every once in a while. All right. So when I saw I saw Tara Reid open the door, and then she's I... opening the door to uh, to Iron Filings, I, I literally, I'll try and do a, re- a reenactment of what I did. I went like this. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, um, oh, Jesus. That's exactly what I did then. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that's when you came to completion. Look at those man hands. Look at them. <laughs> man hands. She, I, I missed that when I watched it. Okay. For those, those, those listening, we'll, we'll obviously post a. Post I think she picture. was pretty. I think she was just high the whole time during the movie because her. Yep. She had like no gay. Like she would just gaze off and she was just spitting lines out like. I mean, I know she's yeah. a terrible actress, but at least, you know, I don't know. So it was, this was probably, this was the perfect movie for her in her stage of her acting career. Beanie, did you notice that in the first scene when she was, I think it was the first scene she was in, or maybe the second, when she was holding the phone. Do you remember that? She was shaking. She yeah, was, she was shaking. Like she, her hand that was holding the phone was shaking. I was like, I oh wrote my it God, down. what the hell is going on here? She's either. Maybe on the funny stuff. Maybe. More like definitely. I also liked how when they ran into their to the car when they were finally leaving the house. First of all, why was the house flooded inside, but not <laughs> there was no flooding on the oh. outside? <laughs> I like how it immediately flooded as well. Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as the window popped, it was just they're up was to their waist. Was it from the pool? Was it from maybe it was from the swimming pool? I don't know. Yeah, the, the shark did a cannonball. But she grabbed her purse on the way <laughs> and I saw her. Either she or her daughter was able to, they put some lipstick on in the car <laughs> when they were driving off. It's it like, that's really what's going on? 
Okay. Well, she's a she's a single lady now. Her boyfriend, who I was going to say is, if Tara Reid is not the worst actress in this movie, it's definitely oh, yeah. her her over the top heel boyfriend. Um, what was who, his name? I, who cares? He was in the he was in the movie for for two minutes, and he's like, "What? What's the fuck? Your problem, huh? What's what's going on? Oh, so what? There's some sharks outside. Like it was, it was, it was comic book villain bad. Like both of them. He had like a weird mullet thing going on too. Mm-hmm. That scene in yeah. the house where the house is all flooded. Um, they shot that in a swimming pool. And so that's why the angles are sort of weird because they only built a tiny little bit of the house. So they couldn't like point mm-hmm. the camera in all sorts of different directions. They can only sort of point it upwards. So you see a lot of you see a lot of um, shots of them shooting up the stairs and up towards that pit where um, the girl comes out with the boyfriend, the mother's boyfriend, that bit. Well, and also it, the thing I noticed right, <laughs> right after they leave the house, they're in the car. And then Ian's all like, not, not going to lie. It's kind of hot when you do that. He says, yeah, he says to the, yeah, the trollop waitress when she cocks the shotgun Mm -hmm. while his daughter and his wife are in the car. Yeah. Yo, man, he's just trying to get that D wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to get wet outside anyway, because it's all dry where they are. But then the house collapse. It collapses. It just like <laughs> disintegrates. Yeah. It's like a house of cards. Now, now Car- Adam Carolla is always complaining about uh, the California buildings co- building codes being too strict, but clearly that wasn't built under those those building codes, was it? Mm. It collapsed like a house of cards. Yeah. Same same thing with the uh, the Santa Monica bar, where it just it's oh you know, his restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. The the very first wave suddenly there's a shark through the window. Right. Yeah, here's <laughs> Meanwhile, the thing. It's like funny. in that in that scene, <laughs> when that first shark busts through the window and flops on the floor and starts trying to bite people, they're not really they're, they're not really shocked. They just no. like, oh, we got to get some guns. It's like I'd be I'd be wait, there's a shark in the window. I wouldn't expect like a bunch more yeah. to show up and go and get guns. Yeah, they're they're quite blasé about shark attacks, even in the beginning of the movie where there's not a sharknado, but the the Asian girl with the very 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 small breasts. She gets killed on the water. Nobody cares. Yeah, they just they just go into the bar. Did you no notice that they they the writer wrote wrote a line, and the line was something like uh, they, they had, you had Jarson and Iron oh, Jesus walking along the beach, and they one says to the other, um, "That's not the only. Th- there's lots of things that aren't natural around here." And then he, they turn and look at that girl with a flat chest. I'm thinking they clearly wrote yeah. that. For a you girl guys, who they're had not that small, come on. Well, no, they, weren't, they weren't. But they weren't enhanced. Small, they weren't. They weren't. They fake were. Boobs. They were natural. They were natural. They were so not fake. They're clearly not fake. It couldn't possibly have been fake. So they do that, and then look over to her, and I'm thinking clearly that line was written like to so that they were looking at a girl with huge, huge fake boobs, and they they obviously cast the wrong girl, and but they kept the line in. Ridiculous. Anyway. I can't. I mean, we shouldn't really be uh, pulling this movie apart too much. And I think we've been shouting. <laughs> we've all been yelling over Beanie too much. So I think Beanie, you should. Uh... Oh no! I. I. It's... Oh, don't don't be reverse sexist, Neil. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, no, I know what we're like. I mean, the worst of it is when we get Huel in here and we're all yelling out over each other. But um... <laughs> we have the same exciting sexual tension. That. Well, the that problem is, it's it's unresolved sexual tension, isn't it? 
<laughs> that Finley the Finn Shepherd had with his best friend, his buddy. I just <laughs> I just referred to his buddy as Goose throughout the movie because it reminded me of Top Gun. And I well, also kept expecting Goose <laughs> to die in this movie. Yeah, he he got bit. He got bit actually bit by sharks like ten times in this movie, but they all just gave him a little a nick on the shin, and that's it. The house scene when they're at the towards the end when they're trying to escape, a shark head like pops out of the water, but the water doesn't move at all. <laughs> and you were, you were raving about the graphics, but I was just wondering if you noticed how poorly that shot was done because that was just well i was trying to be i was trying to be kind because i think i think some of the storm graphics were fantastic or not fantastic they were good but some of the other cg effects like the the worst has to be where they're in on like the freeway or whatever and there's they're in this like sort of walled in area and then he has to time remember he has to time the wave and then you see them crossing oh yeah crossing when when it's not when the wave isn't there and that looks like it looks like a child drew that car a CG car that went through. It was just horrific. That whole scene where they were like in, I don't know, like a gutter type. They were, they said they were on the four Oh five and then all of a sudden they were in some sort of canal. I don't know. It mm-hmm. was, it was odd. And then sometimes the water was up to the car levels and then sometimes there was just no water at all. Again, it's just like no consistency. I just wish they would try a little bit harder to make mm-hmm. it somewhat believable. <laughs> yeah. I won't stand for beanie bad mouthing <laughs> bad mouthing the physics of this movie. Like like when there's a shark on the roof of the car and they shoot yeah. a shotgun blast into it, it flows flies, flies ten, off, yeah. ten feet into the air. <laughs> or or any any scene involving the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and also, by the way, they're they're going to throw bombs into the tornado. He's explaining to her on the helicopter how to light the bombs. I I feel like that's something maybe he wanted to do on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there there's just so much that's bad with this movie. Um, and I I actually did not enjoy it that much. I found it to be mm-hmm. more of a slog as opposed to yeah you know good good fun yeah todd, uh, well todd todd mentioned that to me earlier in the week and i didn't say anything because i didn't want to sort of you know uh inf- influence anyone but uh yeah i didn't like it either i thought it was a bit uh it was too it was too knowing it was a bit too much like we know what we're doing here we know we're trying to make a bad movie right it was too intentionally bad for me i think the worst example of that is when uh macaulay culkin's dad gets uh overcome by the waves and then a shark attacks him and he goes, ow. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of bits ow. like that. And it's like, you, cle- you obviously you know what you're doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I was a bit too much. But, um, yeah, not enjoyable, really, for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of laugh at it. but I only marked down there were two parts of the movie that I liked that I thought were vaguely clever. One was, um, why is there a retirement home next to the airport? <laughs> because old people can't hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's that was like the only semi witty line of the movie, and that wasn't written. That w- that came about because someone in the production team said that they they read the script and they you know in the script the retirement home was next to the airport, and they, one of the people said, "Why is the retirement home next to the airport?" And the other guy said, "Because they can't hear." So that was actually sort of um, ad libbed, kind of. Your yeah. favorite actress, Claudia, delivered that line too, Neil. She's a good actress. So. I don't know what you're saying. Come on, listen. What listen. about when the old lady she's fell a, in the pool? She's a new starlet in the Hollywood scene. She's I'm a young serious. starlet. I'm serious. Are you, okay, 
John Hurt is actually quite a good actor. That's the that's Macaulay Culkin's father, mm-hmm. uh, dad. Right. But he's clearly sort of past his prime, isn't he? I mean, I don't know how far away from that lush character he actually is in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was kind of sad to see him in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, is this what you? He, he's kind of playing his own character. Like maybe he's just a drunk mm. who's just. Yes. <laughs> He has 163 credits on IMDb. He does, but mm. not, unfortunately, not not a lot of them are starring roles in in big movies. Really, no. yeah. It's, he's only he's had much... he was he is most known for the bit part in Home Alone, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. else is he known for? Probably, I couldn't name him in, in, in another movie. He had some significant roles in things like Cat People and stuff like that, but you know, it's a very long time ago. I believe he's uh, Bones's dad on the Fox show Bones. Mm. Oh, is that a that's starring uh, Zoe Dijonage's sister? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, Emily. I, I, by by the way, I'm Team Emily Deschanel. I think she's better looking <laughs> than Zoe. I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't care who knows it. Um, and John John Hurd also on Hack. Yes, he was. Yeah. To to catch to catch <laughs> a murdering shark, he had to, to become a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> he had to become a, a rapist. rapist. Did you guys ever watch Nine Hundred Two and Zero? No, when, girls, no. Girls, no. That's a girl show. That's a girl show. We don't do girl shows here. Because Ian's hair was blonde in that show, and it's yeah, it's darker in this movie. And it also, he also looks like he's wearing a toupee the whole time. Is it just me, or did I? Hmm. He looks pretty good. He's for, He's forty nine. He looks pretty good for forty nine. He was in the bloody Chippendales. In fact, he's doing he's doing the Chippendales this year. For God's sake, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he looks all right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview. I, I just watched an interview with him like this afternoon for Sharknado, uh, the first one, which is kind of ridiculous, really, what the stuff he was talking about. But um, they showed a clip from the to Chippendales. He looks all right. He's not wrinkly at all, really. Uh, maybe, if, if, maybe I'll check it out. If you say so. <laughs> it was on uh, CBS News. If he's forty nine, he's not that far away from being in the retirement home in the movie because mm. by the way, they, they were not really that old for retirement home people. No. And, uh, I think it was, uh, the, the, the non-stripping waitress who said, uh, is he called him granddad? And he's like, granddad, well, he could be grand. I'm thinking, dude, you're f- nearly 50. Yeah. You'll definitely could be a granddad. <laughs> I didn't, I don't particularly love this movie, but I just was happy to, that you guys watched it so you could share within my, you know, disgust and ridiculousness. <laughs> well, I, I also have, I probably would have liked it more if I hadn't seen things like bird Demic and, and way, way, way too much mystery science theater 3000, mm. which is how I imagine a lot of people seeing this, this film kind of experienced it. Mm. I'm kind of excited for the, for the sequel though. <laughs> it sounds like there's, some big names maybe they'll do a better job of being more entertaining it's gonna go it's gonna go one way or the other they're either gonna like hype up all the special effects and make it a professional production or they're gonna go to the other extreme and make it more cheesy and over the top and cheap special effects than than this one Mm, hopefully on purpose yeah we'll we'll have to see i just wrote some of my favorite lines down i don't know if you guys want to hear them sure but talking about that car scene with the waves. <laughs> it, Finn goes, if it's one thing I know, it's how to time waves or something yeah. like that. <laughs> He's a surfer. He's a surfer dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, I wrote the same one down about the retirement home, but also remember when that old lady, she like fell in the pool while the sharks mm-hmm. were falling into the pool. I thought that was pretty funny. She did a good job. I thought <laughs> gracefully falling in into that old man's arms. All of the subplots with Nova are just laughably bad where it's, what, what kind of name is Nova anyway? It's the kind of name you give to yourself when you're trying to run away. <laughs> yeah, and, like a stripper name. <laughs> she isn't a stripper. <laughs> I, and, and, I, I don't think she got much to work with, but I don't think she's a great actress anyway. It's just, I got a tattoo removed. I don't like to talk about it. Then there's a five count. And she goes into the the whole story about yeah. how she got bit by the shark, yeah. and it's like oh, I don't want well. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, what if um, her? What if she actually did get a tattoo removed? Her tattoo was of a shark eating her grandpa, and she just felt <laughs> bad about it. <laughs> I, I made a mistake in thinking this was ironically hip. This is really <laughs> it's um, in bad taste. <laughs> you know, he's he's in the bar. He has odd moral standards throughout this yep. movie, um, Finn. She goes – she's kind of flirting with him and she's like, oh, you think you're too old for me? And his response is, no, I'm your boss. Get back to work. <laughs> and yeah. throughout the movie, she's she's in a string bikini. Like how, how much do you care about the high moral standards of the tiki beachside bar? The weird thing about his morals is that he's a he's a bar owner – and the only thing that bar owners want to do is bang their waitresses. <laughs> That's all they want to do. Do you remember that yes. bit where they're on the beach and <laughs> somebody's <laughs> somebody's leg gets bitten off by the shark and there's uh, iron filings and the waitress there. Do you remember that bit? And he says to what he says to her, "I need a tourniquet." Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. And, and she, she reaches back, and I thought she was going to take a bra. <laughs> I thought she was going to take a bikini top off, <laughs> and she takes I- her. Um, a apron off or something? Yeah, she she had like an apron on. Um, I'm not the only one who thought that because someone else wrote that as well. Somewhere. No, no, I I thought the same thing, but then I realized this was a TV movie. <laughs> um. Oh, and the I, I guess my last note was she's clearly suffering from PTSD, post traumatic shark disorder. <laughs> ha! Wah, wah, that's, wah. that's some writing they could have used in this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the writer of this movie also uh, worked on Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood from two, oh, 2008, and that's starring yeah. T- C. Thomas Howell. You, don't tell me you've seen that one, Todd B. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the studio is uh, behind other such great movies as Two-Headed Shark Attack, Number One Cheerleading Camp, Hashtag Hold Your Breath, The Da Vinci... The the Da Vinci Treasures mm-hmm. and oh. and King nice. of the Lost World, which so is, one of, is one of those a, a sequel to Bring It On? <laughs> no, but that that is um, what's her face? Nova was in that. She was well. She was on Bring oh, It yeah. On again. I think she was. She was. Yeah, bring bring it, on. bring it on. The the threequel. She would have been way too young to be in Bring It On. Uh, that would be fourteen years ago. She would have been seven. Correct. <laughs> sure. That's just about when she got that that uh, shark bite. The budget for this was estimated between two hundred fifty thousand and one million, mm-hmm. and it brought in. 
obviously the studio doesn't have to release numbers for this. Fourteen million though was one guy's estimate. So yeah, because they nice. actually yeah. they do release their um, their earnings, and their earnings went up by a massive amount between the last reported yep. ones and uh, yep. the current ones. Yep. And obviously, they did a DVD release of this. They did merchandise, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I, licensed on all the streaming sites. Yep. Um, yeah. The first, it actually had a, a weird ratings pattern. The first airing only had 1.4 million viewers, which mm-hmm. is actually below the sci-fi average, which shot up to 1.9 million a week later. And then the third week, it, mm-hmm. it actually topped out at 2.1 million viewers. So, yeah. which um, is go, going back to Asylum, who are the who are the producers, the uh, the movie studio behind it. They they never spend more than a million dollars making each movie. They put out tons and tons of them, and they started out as um, as the name suggests, Asylum. The name suggests they were they started out doing horror, and the problem with doing horror is there are tons and tons of um, production houses putting out horror movies, these cheap crappy horror movies. So they decided to do what they, what what have been called mockbusters, which are basically ripoffs of other ones. So for example, like you mentioned, the Da Vinci Treasure, they they will bring out a a copycat movie at the same they'll bring about a copycat movie on dvd at the same time as the original movie is out in the theaters mm-hmm. and so so they're clearly doing it as they're passing off but they kind of get away with it the only one they got they got sued on two of them i think one of them was um um they did one called um american battleship and they brought it out at the same time as battleships battleship went out in the uh theaters and they got sued and they had to change the name to uh, american warships Mm-hmm. Um, but generally they get away with it oh yeah so the point was they they make them for less than a million dollars and they never lose money and they always make their money back within three months so it's a pretty good hmm. deal really In, unless you're a viewer <laughs> <laughs> how dare you yeah they are behind uh they're they're of course this summer there's a hercules movie with the rock mm-hmm. um this summer they are releasing hercules reborn which stars WWE wrestler John Morrison, or for, former wrestler, which is basically not not only are they making a ripoff of Hercules, they also feel the need to also make sure there's a C-list wrestler <laughs> in the lead role. So they're you know they're dedicated to copying. They're thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Some of these some of these titles are very obvious what they're ripping off, like. Um, there's one called Death Racers, and that copied off of Death Race. Mm-hmm. Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Almighty Thor. Oh, my, wait, my my favorite one here is right here, Transmorphers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I think they got in trouble with that one as well. Yeah, so I I thought this movie I didn't I didn't really like it. It was like I said, it's too it's too intentionally bad for me. Um, if these bad things happened on accident then I would like it a lot more. However, there were a few scenes that I really enjoyed, um, such as the him jumping into the shark with the chainsaw. That was cool. Uh, one thing that I really liked is he they're driving in their Jeep, and there was he's like, oh, I smell gas. There's a gas leak. Everybody get out. And then they, <laughs> they just walk away 10 feet, and it explodes. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't explode if there's a gas leak. No. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah, I know uh, that one as well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is overall. I'm glad I watched it and checked it off the list, but uh, I will watch the sequel. Um, I don't think I'll watch this one again, though. <laughs> mm. Oh, here's another thing. Um, 
The school bus rescue scene, that one, <laughs> the, the rescue itself seemed like so out of place and so slow. Oh, they're jumping down the rope and pulling up kids. And w- are the sharks going to bite them or aren't they going to bite them? That, that scene was so slow and out of place. However, the next scene right after that, where they're dodging the Hollywood sign being blown at them. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the bus driver getting smashed. That was pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Probably the second best death scene, I would say. I like how when the sign fell on him, not only did it crush him, but then it like kind of ground itself in, in the ground like five times just to make a point. And have the blood spray everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that made me laugh because um, as the Hollywood sign was flying towards them, I thought to myself, oh, they're literally going to have their actors murdered by Hollywood. And then the bus driver says, my mother always said Holly was, was going to kill me. And then he gets murdered by the uh, mm-hmm. Hollywood sign. A little, a little bit on the nose there. Yeah, so I looked up the director of this movie because obviously no one's ever heard of him before. He has more credits as a makeup effects supervisor than as a director. And he worked on these hor- all these horror films. And I think this is the first movie outside of the horror genre that he's directed. Um, so I assume he's coming back for that second one. Did you see that one, Steve, where he's back for the second one? Oh, of course. He wouldn't want to break up the band <laughs> after the success. Well, it, except for all the supporting actors from the first one. They, they don't need to come back. The Red Shirts. <laughs> Um, what I did notice was that he seems to, his direction seems to, seems to involve telling the, uh, DP to point the camera in a random direction, shoot for 0.7 seconds, then throw the camera in another direction, uh, and then cut, cut into another shot and cutting just before something happens. Like if someone's legs about to be bitten off, they'll cut, they'll, he'll switch to another shot and you don't see it. And I'm assuming that's so you can save production money and it might they, be, just, um, they just show reaction shots. A ratings thing? I don't, uh, or, or, no, because I watched like the TV. I watched I watched the Blu-ray. I mean, they they could have that as unrated if they wanted. Do you know what I mean? They probably sell more copies if they had more than one cut cut as well, wouldn't they? One thing I thought of when I was watching it is: Do the actors know they're in a bad movie? Is you know, is it a deliberately bad movie? I don't know what you guys thought about that, but I did mm. did look it up. I don't think Tara Reid knows what's going on at all. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tara Reid know what date is? <laughs> I think they know they're in a bad movie, but it doesn't matter because their abilities are so deficient anyway. Mm. Like they're they're still they're still going to be bad. I looked it up, and uh, there was a nice little article on a website called Up Rocks, which I don't really know much about. But um, they they had a conference call with Tara Reid and also the director. And Tara Reid was a bit all over the place on that as well, but. Um, uh, it was very clear. They made it very clear. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, and the the um, the writer of the piece about the conference call. He had this conference call with Tara Reid and uh, and the director. So the writer of the, that piece um, hadn't seen the movie. So he did something that looks exactly like Judo's conception art. As a so he did his own little drawing of it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that oh. look like a Judo conception art? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who did that wait the the guy who wrote the piece about um the movie before he'd seen it he he imagined that's what it looked like it's not far off actually <laughs> that does look like judo did it <laughs> judo 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 iron zeering didn't iron zeering did not want to do this movie but uh he chatted with his wife his wife had just had a kid she said you've got to do this movie otherwise they don't get their sag um health health insurance <laughs> the only, that's the only reason he did the movie. 
to get the health insurance. Oh my! He didn't God. want to do it because he read. He, you know, he clearly read the script. He's not an idiot. So, uh, and uh, I imagined Tara Reid having this same kind of conversation, except with her agent on the phone. So I'm going to play. I'm going to. This is this is me doing a reenactment now. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, Tara, I've got a movie role you may be interested in. I'll do it. It's a TV movie. I'll do it. It's for the sci-fi channel. I'll do it. It's by the people who did Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. I'll do it. It's about a tornado filled with sharks. Just shut up already. I'll do it. Also, do you think I could get surgery to minimize these man hands? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at the reenactments. I need Bull Brian there with me. There are quite a lot of references to Jaws in this movie. I don't know if everyone caught those. Um, the, the, one of the obvious ones was, was having chucking an oxygen tank, ox, oxygen tank into the mouth of one of the sharks and then shooting it, and that's straight off Jaws, isn't it? And at one point, um, one of them says, we need to, we, we better get a bigger chopper, which is a reference to Jaws again. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a huge reference. Why, did the, why didn't the helicopter fly away, but the other planes on the, in the airport did? they got they got crushed <laughs> the other pl- well no like the other planes got crushed up and spun up within the tornado uh, oh. right, but, right, right. but that helicopter looked fine it looked if you know how tornadoes work they don't spread out in a wide area they they have a path of destruction and you can be five feet away from un- one and be unharmed <laughs> i'm serious that's not a joke is that true yeah okay that's why if you look at aerial shots of a a tornado's path it tears it'll tear like a house in half if half of it is in its path Uh, the other half will be untouched okay did not know that have you ever been in the path of a hurricane todd i haven't been in the path but one's gone through my backyard when Mm. i lived in dallas Mm. well wow okay so let's look at all the important things you have to do if there are if a, if a sharknado is coming to your town. First of all, if you're in a traffic jam and the sharks are swimming down the street, the first thing you want to do is get out of the cars. First thing you want to do. Um, if you want to fight the sharks, the most important tool to fight the sharks is a bar stool. I have a bar stool, so that's fine. Yeah. That's what else do you need? Um, or a pool stick. Pool stick. Well, that would work, yes. Or a, or a, or a handgun to shoot them out of the sky. Oh, a bookcase works quite well as well. If they're swimming towards you in your house, you can just throw a bookcase at them. Yeah, shove it in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, but the, the guy who played um, Robbie the bus driver, um, he, this is probably maybe before your time, but he played the cousin who came into the end of the Brady Bunch, the little cu- little cousin who was a little blonde Oh, yeah, kid. yeah, the uh, blonde-haired kid, yeah. Cousin Oliver? Uh, yes, cousin Oliver. Yeah, that's that's him. That's the same kid. He, he changed. <laughs> he changed quite a bit. He looks like Harry Knowles. I was like, why is the guy from Ain't It Cool News driving the bus? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I think I think I might have covered it all. I even had a thing about Corey Monteith, but Stephen spoiled it for me, cheeky monkey. <laughs> I just hope they bring the shark to justice. That's behind the horrible death of Corey Monty. <laughs> so, yeah, the kid who played uh, Cousin Oliver in The Brady Bunch is called Robbie Wrist. And so he plays the bus driver. He also wrote the themes, the theme tune. He wrote um, about the ballad with Sharknado. And he wrote some other songs. In it. And the co- he co-wrote them with the director as well. 
which probably accounts for the fantastic lyrics like um, bum, 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 shock. Do you guys remember that one extra? Um, it was like one of Matt's uh, pilot school classmates where he his arm got ripped off at the shoulder and he was just screaming at his own, like looking at it and then he <laughs> fell. And then the oh. hammerhead shark landed on his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. I, I love the uh the trope in movies where he just gets like a like an arm ripped off, but he starts spitting up blood immediately. Like yeah, yeah. Like it attacked his innards. And then I also love the trope where while you're spitting up blood, a hammerhead shark falls on you. It's like <laughs> the worst luck ever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Next week's movie is scheduled to be the 1993 Stallone slash Snipes science fiction action comedy classic Demolition Man. In the US, it's streaming on Redbox Instant. It's also available for rent on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. My thanks this week go to my co-host, Todd Brisket. Sharks in a tornado. I know. Let's call it Tornadark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to special guest Stephen Greenwell. They're called Waves. They do that from time to time. And super special thanks to our super special guest, Beanie. Thanks so much for having me. I had fun. What's that in the pool? I think it's a baby Ruth bar. Or is it? Is it a Snickers? Oh no. It's a duty! <laughs>